1: deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a non building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin <laughs>
0: Mark Levin here, our number 877 381 3811. 877 381 3811. Well, as you've obviously heard by now, Queen Elizabeth passed away a few hours ago, and she was a great queen. She was a great queen, not just for what she did in public, but for what she didn't do. She stayed out of politics. But she loved her country. And when her country was threatened, she did everything she could to support her country. And we're only going to spend a few minutes on this. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II gave an address to Congress on May 16, 1991. And here's just two minutes of what she had to say. Cut one, go.
2: The concept so simply described by Abraham Lincoln as government by the people, of the people, for the people, is fundamental to our two nations. Your Congress and our Parliament are the twin pillars of our civilizations, and the chief among the many treasures that we have inherited from our predecessors. We, like you, are staunch believers in the freedom of the individual and the rule of a fair and just law. These principles are shared with our European partners and with the wider Atlantic community. They are the bedrock of the Western world. Some people believe that power grows from the barrel of a gun. So it can, but history shows that it never grows well, nor for very long. Force in the end is sterile. We have gone a better way. Our societies rest on mutual agreement, on contract, and on consensus. A significant part of your social contract is written down in your constitution. Ours rests on custom and will. The spirit behind both, however, is precisely the same. It is the spirit of democracy. (coughs) These, These ideals are clear enough, but they must never be taken for granted. They have to be protected and nurtured through every change and fluctuation
0: amen to that amen to that beautiful words nineteen ninety one may sixteen ronald reagan a dinner honoring queen elizabeth when he was president in san francisco just a short few minutes march three nineteen
3: eighty three cut to go this cultural landmark that we're in tonight reflects the diversity of our people we have built a unique nation from many cultures on the firm foundations of democracy and law, which in large measure we inherited from Britain. It represents a dedication we share with our British cousins, the peaceful furtherance of art and science for the enrichment and progress of all mankind. It's also appropriate to recall that in a special way San Francisco, which has become home to so many different people, represents the culmination of our nation's great wartime alliance. Of course, the local links to Great Britain go back much further. One of the first titled tourists to visit this area, Sir Francis Drake, arrived long before the city did. Not only was there no room at the inn, there was no inn. Mm. But its greatest hours came centuries later. In August of 1941, President Roosevelt and Prime Minister Churchill set down in the Atlantic Charter their hope to see established a peace which will afford to all nations the means of dwelling in safety within their own boundaries and which will afford assurance that all the men in all the lands may live out their lives in freedom from fear and want. And almost four years later, in this city, America, Britain, and 44 other nations formed the United Nations Organization as a means of putting those great principles of the Atlantic Charter into practice. Unhappily, subsequent events have continued to put our values and our ideals to the test. We have seen continued war, terrorism, and human oppression in too many quarters of the globe. We're challenged to restain, restrain and reduce the destructive power of nuclear weapons. Yet we must maintain our strength in the face of the enormous military buildup of our adversaries. And nationally and internationally, we face the challenge of re-stimulating economic growth and development without rekindling inflation. All this we can do. We will find the strength to meet these dangers. And face these challenges because it beats within the hearts of free societies and free men. We need to only look about us for inspiration. This beautiful city and this great state testify to the power and the vision of free men inspired by the ideals and dedication to liberty of John Locke, Thomas Jefferson, John Stuart Mill, and Abraham Lincoln. In the words of a great American and warm friend of Britain, Franklin Roosevelt, The only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today. So let us move forward with strong and active faith. And ladies and gentlemen, happily and conscious of the honor that is ours tonight, I ask you to join me in a toast to Her Majesty the Queen.
0: Apparently Reagan... And Queen Elizabeth were quite close. And Reagan and Margaret Thatcher were extraordinarily close. Thatcher came to power in 1978. A few years later, of course, Reagan. And they worked very, very closely together to defeat the Soviet Union. To take on other threats that faced both countries. And Queen Elizabeth was there for all of it. She was there for all of it. And Liz Truss is the new Prime Minister. And she had just met with Queen Elizabeth two days ago. And I noticed Queen Elizabeth's right hand was all blue. I never said anything, I probably should have. So something wasn't right. But nonetheless, here's what the new Prime Minister said. Cut three, go.
4: The death of Her Majesty the Queen is a huge shock to the nation and to the world. Queen Elizabeth II was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her. She ascended the throne just after the Second World War. She championed the development of the Commonwealth from a small group of seven countries to a family of 56 nations spanning every continent of the world. We are now a modern, thriving, dynamic nation. Through thick and thin, Queen Elizabeth II provided us with the stability and the strength that we needed. She was the very spirit of Great Britain, and that spirit will endure.
0: But will it? Will it endure? will it endure in America my father would be one year older than Queen Elizabeth my mother will be four years younger and I must confess I often wonder he was born in 1925 Queen Elizabeth 1926 my mother 1931 I have a fantastic mother-in-law, Sylvia, too. Thank God she's doing great. And so during the span of their lifetimes, our country has changed, in some ways for the good, but today, I must confess, for the bad. The generation that fought a world war for this country and others, for Europe, for North Africa, parts of the Middle East, the United States, the Far East, is all but gone. They're all but gone. Now it's left to our generation? our generation. How are we doing? How are we doing? The generation behind us in many respects embraces Marxism. Because our generation is teaching it to them in our colleges and universities. Our generation in Washington DC is rearranging our government. Our generation is filling our kids with propaganda and lies. How are we doing? What will America look like? I'm going to be 65 soon, actually. What day is this? It's the 8th. I'll be 65, I don't even talk about this, not because I'm concerned about it, in 13 days. I'm not going to live 30 years, I already know that. If I'm lucky, I'll live 20 or 25, that's good. But our children and our grandchildren, are we going to leave them a country that's better or worse? More prosperous or less? The reason so many of us feel so bad about the death of the Queen, those of us who aren't British are part of the Commonwealth is because she was a stateswoman. She was a moral force. She was steady and yet supportive of her country and resolute. The class act. You can't say that about Joe Biden and a Schumer and a Nancy Pelosi you really can't say that about many of the so-called leaders in our country or many who lead various crucial institutions in our country for me that's why she'll be missed and she will she lived or she was queen longer than I've been alive that's not like I'm a teenager The spirit will endure. The spirit's under the most grave attack in its history because the institutions that were established to protect us are now being used to destroy us. This is our battle. This is what you and I must confront. And we must not back down. And we must not cower. We need to stand tall and resolute. Just like those that came before us. And Queen Elizabeth will be missed. By a lot of people outside of Britain and outside the Commonwealth. And I'll be right back.
1: Mark in
0: Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not. About whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N, for hillsdale.com. I I will be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. I hope you'll tune in um people ask me all the time i'm embarrassed to say it but nonetheless i put the makeup on myself did you know that mr producer i just plop it on the head because it's a big canvas get it around the face and i'm ready to roll no eyeliner lips i know that's enough and no i don't wear high heels but it is weird But nonetheless it's done I want to hit this very quickly, and this is from the Daily Caller. The Biden administration issues the fewest oil and gas drilling leases since the 1940s. Fewer areas of land for oil and gas drilling on federal lands and waters than any administration in the last 76 years, reports the Wall Street Journal on Sunday, since before Queen Elizabeth was queen. The Department of the Interior has issued just 126,000 acres of federal land for drilling during Biden's 19 months in office, according to the Wall Street Journal analysis. Harry Truman issued fewer drilling acres from 1945 to 46, allocating roughly 65,000 acres of land, but at this time, the federal government did not yet control offshore drilling leases, which account for the majority of areas available for leasing. This is a sobering but unsurprising look at the headwinds to developing essential American energy, the American Petroleum Institute said. Maintaining a strong federal leasing program is critical for advancing U.S. energy security, strengthening our economy. And we urge the Biden administration to take immediate action. Yeah, well, good luck. The action's going to go the other direction. They're handing out $300 billion to do exactly the opposite. I'll be back, right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, Presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today. At Levin for Hillsdale dot com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale dot com.
1: Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now,
0: 877-381-3811. What bothers me is not just that the Biden administration and the Marxists that populate his massive bureaucracy and his regime. Do these things like sabotage our own energy industry but then they lie about it they blame the very businesses they sabotage or they blame a pretty much universally despised genocidal leader they don't take responsibility for what they're doing So unlike you who listen to this program, a lot of Americans don't pay attention to these things. They're upset about the price of fuel. They're not sure why. Why these prices are going up or brownouts and blackouts in part of the country, particularly California. And so they hear over and over again the Marxist surrogates and mouthpieces in the media and elsewhere repeating the government lies, the Biden regime's lies if people understood it's the policies put in place, unilaterally, no legislation, by the radical extreme leftists who populate this regime, that they are preventing drilling, they're preventing refining, they're preventing transporting, and in the end, they're trying to affect the marketplace through the states, a well-coordinated effort by blue states to destroy our, our automobile industry and to destroy our energy industry and replace it with hope and imagination and an incapacity to provide you with the energy that you'll need for your daily lives. It's a problem. It's a problem not just in what happens, but it's a problem in the propaganda and the demagoguery because a lot of people aren't clear why this is taking place must be the profiteers but the so-called profiteers don't want it this way must be big oil but big oil doesn't want it this way it's big oil that makes the request for leases and then permitting for drilling well who else provides us with oil and natural gas? a tooth fairy? If we had to rely on the government for energy, we're going to die. We're going to freeze to death in the winter, just like yours. If we have to rely on the government for food, we're going to starve to death, just like baby formula. They don't even know how to make sure there's enough tampons on the shelves. We're going to rely on the government. Exactly who in the government are we relying on? Who is it? which department, which cabinet secretary, which among the 2.5 million bureaucrats is going to provide you with your needs? Which among them is trained to provide you with your needs? Which one knows how to drill a well? Which one knows how to refine? Which one knows how to do any of these things? All they know how to do is to move the dominoes on the table, the checkers on the, on the checkerboard. That's all they know how to do. And to advance their ideology and put fines and penalties in place and regulations and rules in place to demand that you comply with their ideology. Well, guess what happens? Poverty. Among other things. So what's happening? Europe is just a few years ahead of us. California is just a few years ahead of us. By ahead, I don't mean forward. I mean ahead in terms of regressive. Regressive. People aren't leaving their homes to go to California anymore. They're leaving their homes in California to get out. People speak with their feet. It's called mobility that's why we have federalism to the extent we even have it today and that's why the democrats reject it not just for abortion but for taxes and voting and everything else they wish to impose on this nation on every corner of this country regardless of who you are where you're from what you do they wish to impose on you the ideology Of Manhattan New York City of Los Angeles California and the other urban centers in the country where there's one party rule and as a result disaster disaster New York made a comeback under Republican governors excuse me under Republican mayors Republican mayors. L.A. made a comeback under Republican mayors. Republican mayors. I'm just making a point. The Democrat Party is not driven by helping people. It's driven by expanding its power. Expanding its power. Making people think they're going to help them by redistributing wealth. From people who vote against them to people who vote for them. Pretty much what they do, isn't it? They take care of their base. And they try and grow the base. 87,000 new IRS agents. How much you want to bet? 95% of them are going to be Democrats. And donate to Democrats. And you'll be paying for all of it. Paying for your own demise. Why am I throwing a wet blanket on on events of the day, because ladies and gentlemen, it does us no good to pretend otherwise. I could be here and be a Pollyanna. I could be a Pollyanna on the radio. I could be a Pollyanna on my Fox show. I could be a Pollyanna on on Blaze. I could write books with a sun on the front and a smiley face. Or I can continue to alert you that there's cause for alarm. There's cause for alarm, a lot of alarm. The Democrat Party is all in on the degrowth movement. I want you to remember what I keep calling this. Climate change, green new, it's the degrowth movement. Why do you think the number of leases are shrinking? Degrowth. Why do you think Europe is going to be without the necessary energy this winter, degrowth. It's not about clean air and clean water. It's about throwing prosperous, advanced, industrialized societies backwards, because Marx rejected and abhorred capitalist-based industrialization. That's the truth. That's the agenda. Show me any pro growth policies that the Democrats have proposed. Since Biden's taken over, I can go back much further. Where are their, gro- their pro growth policies? What exactly are they? Well, we're funding this. I didn't ask you what you're funding. Where are the pro growth policies? For the private sector, not the government. Pro growth. So our industries can grow so our small businesses can grow so we grow more entrepreneurs so we can expand growth where are they there aren't any despite the government's best efforts to cripple one industry after another to control and regulate one industry after another in order to empower itself despite its best efforts, there's still individual human beings in this country, most of you, who pursue success, who pursue opportunity, who try to create wealth and prosperity, despite all the obstacles. And but for us, this country would have sunk a long time ago. But for us. It's not the takers, it's not the people on the dole, It's not the bureaucrats. It's not the politicians who make this country work. It's you. It's those of you who don't have your face in the public trough. It's those of you who don't claim victimhood every time you fail. It's those of you who work hard every single day and follow the rules. You're the ones that make this country work. Not the people who who seek to control you and steal your power I hope I'm not boring anybody I'm just trying to explain what's going on here when we come back I want to put this whole Department of Justice the mar a thing in perspective the Department of Justice today has told the court please stay your order or we may well appeal What is the Department of Justice trying to hide, ladies and gentlemen? What are they hiding? So desperate is the Department of Justice to prevent the American people from figuring out what the hell is going on, except what they leak, which is a crime. Waiting for Bill Barr to do his 400 other appearances on TV To remind the American people of that fact. But what is it that the Department of Justice is so scared of? That it doesn't want an independent special master to go over what it did. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillstock College is weighing in for America. By offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N, Hillsdale.com. Well, let me set it up this way, because we don't have enough time to hit it all this hour. But what I really want to hit will be after the top of the hour as I lay down this foundation. Here's Leon Panetta on the Morning Joe show today. He was uh, the head of the CIA, among other things, for a period of time. Cut eight, go.
5: To have a situation where these most sensitive documents have been thrown into a box and brought to a country club uh, in Florida where there's a very good chance uh, our most important secrets could have been compromised as a result of that. Uh, I I think this is a serious matter and that uh, ultimately this investigation, as it proceeds, has to determine who's going to be held accountable.
0: You can see MSNBC and CNN are pushing hard, hard to indict Trump. Mara Gay at the New York Times on the Morning Joe today. Cut, 10, go.
6: And I think we need to start talking a lot more about the cost of not prosecuting if there is a crime uh, that needs to be prosecuted, because if we don't hold uh, a president accountable, then what we're sending the message, the, the message that we're sending, obviously, is that this is not a democracy, um, but that this is actually uh, a land where the president of the United States is above the law and gets to do whatever he or she wants to.
0: You know, Now, it's funny. John Heilman, another... Uh a predictable thug on the morning schmo show, MSNBC. He's lining them all up. I'm sure he'll have Bill Barr on it at some point. Cut nine, go.
1: The consequences of Donald Trump's actions going forward are terrible in both cases. But the question is, which precedent do you want to set? Do you want to set the precedent where a president who is who's violated the law in this way mm-hmm. is, is held accountable or do you want to set the precedent where he's not held accountable? And I think the only conclusion you can come to there is, despite the possible political ramifications, the only possible the right implication, uh, the right the right decision. All right, that so is
0: gonna... MSNBC, CNN, New York Slimes, Washington Compost, NBC, ABC, CBS. In other words, the media whores and the media horde are in the same place they've always been. They've moved from January 6th, they'll circle back, but they want him indicted, they want him in prison. And then they want the country united. They want a different Republican Party. And we have this Washington compost piece from yesterday. Material on foreign nations' nuclear capabilities seized at Trump's Mar-a-Lago. We have leaks about classified information from the Department of Justice. Leaks about classified information from the Department of Justice to the media. They keep talking about the documents. What if they got in enemy's hands? They keep using the word country club. I don't know, have Panetta or these other people tried to get to the quote unquote country club? You have to get through the Secret Service at a gate It's a compound. It's surrounded by walls and fences. In order to get in, you have to get past more Secret Service security. It's not an open building, ladies and gentlemen. It's not like it's a home in Chappaqua that the Clintons own. But we have to hold a president accountable for these documents, you see. And if not, what does it teach us? Well, I don't know. And if they got into the hands of the enemy, can you imagine? But they didn't, but can you imagine? And as Bill Barr and McCarthy and the others argue as they keep moving the bouncing ball, well, forget about the substance of the documents. He didn't have any right to have the documents. Oh. Okay. These people don't learn. From the leaks the cherry-picking of a corrupt Department of Justice because they're of the Department of Justice they can't break the mindset does it not occur to them that it is a crime that these leaks are taking place about classified information to the Washington Post does it not bother them that there's a different rule for Trump than there was for Hillary Clinton or Jim Comey, or numerous others, including perhaps themselves. The Espionage Act doesn't kick in merely because you take documents as a former president, ladies and gentlemen, nor does the Presidential Records Act. But in terms of handing classified information, I would love to ask these gentlemen, did they ever take classified information with them home to review? Over the night or over the weekend? Did they always use a skiff? Did they ever leave it on their desk and lock their door, or put it in their file cabinet or anything like that? Because each one of those occasions, under the Espionage Act, can be prosecuted against a non president. But that's not really the point of what I want to get to. After the hour, after the top there, please come back. I will explain. What I'm talking about. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here.
1: He's here. Broadcasting broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with
0: our leader, Mark
1: Levin.
0: Well, we are back, America. Hello. Our number is 877 381 381 So all the talk is about, when it comes to Trump and the documents, what if? What if a foreign government got a hold of these documents because they were at a country club? Well, what if a president of the United States gives intelligence, technology, or like material or information to an enemy state? Isn't that worse? As opposed to, what if? What if? Well, what if is a fact? What if it's a fact? Here's a piece by CapitalResearch.org. Matthew Vadem, December 21, 2016. Flashback, Bill Clinton gave China missile technology... In part, as President Bill Clinton essentially wiped out any strategic advantage the U.S. had by selling advanced U.S. missile technology to our enemy, the People's Republic of China. One of the key technological breaks China received, without having to spy to get it, was the deliverance of supercomputers once banned from export for security reasons. Writes David Horowitz. Supercomputers underpin the technology of nuclear missile warfare. Not only for firing and controlling the missiles, a supercomputer can simulate a nuclear test and is thus critical to the development of nuclear warheads. But according to a Washington Post editorial, in the first three quarters of 1998, nine times as many supercomputers were exported to China as during the previous seven years combined. Now, what do you think of that, America? That's not a what if. According to the Wall Street Journal account, From the Clinton days, a bipartisan congressional inquiry, quote, found Beijing has stolen U.S. design data for nearly all elements needed for a major nuclear attack on the U.S., such as advanced warheads, missiles, guidance systems, targets of the spying range from an army anti-tank weapon to nearly all modern fighter jets. Most wasn't done by professionals, but by visitors or from companies. Lax security by the Clinton administration is blamed in part And satellite makers Hughes and Loral are criticized. Wow. So who violated the Espionage Act there? Who protected our documents then? And we know, as a matter of fact, that the technological transfer took place. Obama. Bill Gertz, inside the ring, October 15, 2009. Washington Times, Obama loosens missile technology controls to China. President Obama recently shifted authority for approving sales to China of missile and space technology from the White House to the Commerce Department. A move critics say will loosen export controls and potentially benefit Chinese missile development. The president issued a little notice presidential determination on September 29. that delegated authority for determining whether missile and space exports should be approved by China to Commerce Secretary Gary Locke. Presidential notice alters a key provision of the 1999 Defense Authorization Act that required the president to notify Congress whether a transfer of missile and space technology to China would harm the U.S. space launch industry or help China's missile programs. The law was passed after a late 1990 scandal involving the U.S. companies space systems, Laurel and Hughes Electronics Corporation, and of course the Clinton administration. Obama lifted it. Oh, wow, look at this. Businessinsider.com. Obama just made a quiet nuclear deal with China, referencing a Washington Post article. Notification to Congress Obama made, he intends to renew a nuclear cooperation with China. The deal would allow Beijing to buy more U.S.-designed reactors. At pursue a facility or the technology that re-processed plutonium from spent fuel. China would also be able to buy reactor coolant technology that experts say could be adapted to make its submarines quieter and harder to detect. The formal notice initially didn't draw any headlines. Its unheralded release on April 21 reflected the administration's anxiety that it might alarm members of Congress and non-proliferation experts who fear China's growing naval power. Wow. Who did that? Trump? No, no, no. That was Obama. Obama? Obama. One expert said the agreement proposed by Obama lacks a requirement for explicit case-by-case U.S. permission for a reprocessing project using American technology or material from U.S. reactors. It gives consent in advance, and he fears that over the 30-year life of the new 123 agreement, China may want to compete with Russia and U.S. arsenals and make more bombs, for which plutonium is the optimal material. Oh, my goodness, Mr. Producer. Isn't this troubling? Wow. Unbelievable. No what-ifs here. It happened. Happened. No what-ifs. Reuters. February this year, the U.S. Department of Justice will end a program focused on fighting Chinese espionage. Intellectual property theft shifting from what an official called a myopic focus, that is on China, to address threats from a broader array of hostile nations. Critics have said the initiative put in place during the former President Trump administration amounted to racial profiling and that it created a culture of fear that has chilled scientific research. My God. But what about Trump's documents? What if... What if? What if? And then look at this. National Review of all places. The Iran deal. Instead of holding Iran accountable, the Biden administration would not only remove the stigma of terrorism designation, but reward it with billions, billions of dollars to underwrite its activities. Indeed, as a general matter, besides temporary limits on its nuclear work, The agreement Biden is reportedly contemplating opposes no restrictions on what Iran may do with its windfall, not on terrorism, support for terrorist proxies, ballistic missile development, hostage taking, and the rest of its atrocious menu. Wow. Missile technology. Export control softened for supercomputers. Amazing. Amazing. Technology for submarines, so they can go undetected. Nuclear processing and cooling systems, specifically for nuclear weapons. Funding the Iranian regime. Wow. It's amazing. And then, of course, removing the laser-like focus of a program Obama, excuse me, that Trump put in place to focus on communist China's regime stealing our military technology but don't worry ladies and gentlemen don't worry we're gonna prosecute Donald Trump because he had documents and former Attorney General Bill Barr says they've got him dead to rights now it's not prudential to pursue him don't get me wrong he says but they should appeal everything they should fight the special master they should get ready to pull the trigger but don't pull the trigger it's not prudential and neither are the leaks to the Washington Post and other media outlets which is a crime under the Espionage Act and it wasn't committed by Donald Trump It's being committed by the Department of Justice Now, I've studied this. There's even a congressional research paper on this that's rather extensive that I've gone through as well. When you look at the Section 793 of the Espionage Act, General Protection of National Defense Information, and read this part, Section C of Section 793 creates criminal liability... For an individual who, quote, receives or obtains or agrees or attempts to receive or obtain, unquote, certain material related to national defense, when the individual knows or has reason to believe the material has been or will be obtained, taken, made, or disposed of by any person contrary to the provisions of the Espionage Act, thus, whereas Sections A and B criminalize collecting or copying national defense information, Subsection C prohibits its receipt. So long as the recipient has or should have knowledge that the source violated another provision of the Espionage Act in the course of obtaining the information. You know what all that gobbledygook means, Mr. Producer? That the Washington Post violated the Espionage Act. Did they not receive the information? Was the purpose, ladies and gentlemen, not to make public the at least general subject matter of the highly classified information? That in and of itself is worthy of a five-alarm fire and an investigation of the Washington Post. Yes, that's correct. President of the United States former president now cannot be prosecuted under this statute first of all as I've said a thousand times it was not intended to apply to a president or former president there is nothing that Bill Barr can cite or any McCarthy or anybody else that prevents a president while leaving office to declassify information by his actions period these people are supposed to be constitutionalists It sounds to me they're more like Department of Justice bureaucrats. This isn't an attack. This is just a difference of opinion. But I want you to hear the constitutional perspective. In addition, this statute, as the Supreme Court and other courts have ruled, requires mens rea. Do you know what mens rea is? An intent. In fact, a purposeful intent. A specific intent, in this case. Not just to Grossly or negligently mishandle documents, but to have a purpose in the use of those documents that violates the Espionage Act. That's why they don't talk about it as much anymore. The legal analysts. So they go back to obstruction. In the Presidential Records Act. But the problem is the Presidential Records Act doesn't have any punishment or enforcement mechanism. Then they go to Obstruction. We've passed the Espionage Act and now we go to obstruction. And all these other hosts and news people commenting on MSLSD and the Constipated News Network and elsewhere who keep talking about look at all the classified information there. Somebody needs to explain to them. That's not the problem. That's not the. He took the documents. Oh. Now, step back, America. Think about this. Donald Trump had documents in his summer White House, Mar-a-Lago. We don't know when they all got there. We don't have those facts. We know when some of them got there, I suppose. And the government knew about them, but it didn't know necessarily about all of them. But they knew they were there. The Secret Service works for the government. They work for the Treasury Department. They don't belong to the President or the former President of the United States. So, under the Secret Service protection, somehow those documents in the Mar a Largo compound, not a country club, the compound, where you can't get in there unless you get through security. I know. I know myself let alone to the basement wherever that is I guess it's down below obviously but you know what I mean it's a big compound they try and create an impression that they're out there and easily obtainable not the case they tried to create the impression that they've all been moved when we, we hear about three documents that were in the president's desk which he obviously was reading But Trump is a threat. Not those presidents who actually gave missile technology, nuclear technology, billions of dollars for nuclear missile development. Not those presidents. Not Clinton, Obama, and Biden. Documents or no documents. What if What if? What if the documents got in there? What if, what if we have Hey, what happened to that information? Those presidents gave it to the enemy. To the enemy. Now that is what we need to know as American citizens and voters. Not the propaganda you're being fed. Don't get dragged into the leaks. Don't get dragged into the weeds. The propaganda, the static is hitting you left and right from the same people who brought you all the lies before. Donald Trump didn't sell secrets. Donald Trump wasn't giving secrets to anybody. Donald Trump wasn't handing out classified information. Donald Trump wasn't stealing documents. and yet these other presidents endangered the whole country hundreds of millions of people with the technologies with the military expertise that they handed to our enemies i'll be right back much love in In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's Another something else. Pure Talk is going to give you this month when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this: just go to PureTalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. is popular on MSNBC and CNN now. Joy Reid brings him on. Now, this guy's been disbarred. He is a uh, convicted felon. He's a uh, reprobate. Sleazeball. And so he's on with Joy Reid, who's a bigot, an anti-Semite, and a homophobe. So why not? And understand, Comcast, many of you have Comcast as your cable provider, owns MSNBC and are thrilled with Joy Reid and the whole lineup at MSNBC. The lineup is about as low as it gets. One bottom feed them after another. Cut 11, go.
6: Why would he want to have classified information? Why would he take the contents of classified folders out and put them God knows where? Why do you think that he wanted this stuff?
1: So this is all about power for Donald Trump. This is all about him still remaining relevant and exerting the power, whether it's going to be over the United States as extortion, that in the event you indict me or even members of my family, though, he doesn't particularly care much about them. If you indict me and try to incarcerate, I have nuclear secrets that. I have instructed some of my followers to turn over to our... This is
0: sick, sicker than sick. The idea that a national media corporation like Comcast would allow this kind of poison and these two maniacs to promote this sort of thing is really shocking, even for Comcast. I'll be right back. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's a Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast, that's L E V I N Podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Right versus left
1: is right versus wrong. Call Market 877 381 3811.
0: More on Joe Reed on MSLSD Suggest President Trump may have helped U.S. adversaries kill CIA sources. So he's selling the information or using it as blackmail, potentially, according to his former lawyer, who's now a uh, one time felon and lost his his law license and now joy reed brings on another reprobate joy reed being a reprobate herself cut 12 go
6: uh, Glenn, you know, while all of this is happening, we know that um, in 2021 um, that there was a rash of deaths of American spies. They were being caught. They were being killed. I mean, this, is a, this is a very real and exigent circumstance, um, and the CIA has admitted to that. Now, and I, we are not saying that we know that there is some connection between the purloined documents and. So, that. what
0: are you saying, you mental midget? What are you saying? She's definitely. Uh auditioning for The View. Go ahead.
6: But they did happen at a time when Trump did have custody of some really sensitive information that he shouldn't have had. You know, you think about that. You think about Victor Vesselberg, who's being investigated for something else, for fraud. But he's a, you know, Russian oligarch sort of Trump and crony world. His house recently got raided. His yacht got seized. He's being investigated for something totally different. But Trump knows the kinds of people who one might want to investigate, who might want to do bad things to the United States and might not be on our side. And I wonder how frustrated you think law enforcement must be. So let me ask
0: you a question, folks. Do you think... This woman, Joy Reid, will be written up in the Washington Post or New York Times as a kook. Do you think she'll be written up by media matters and mediaite as a kook? Do you think she'll be dismissed as the nut that she is? Do you think the executives at Comcast... We'll have her suspended and say, what are you talking about? You're suggesting the former president. Put out death warrants on individuals. I mean, that's what it sounds like. So Glenn Kirshner, whoever the hell that is, Mr. Producer, he responds. Go ahead.
6: To any of that.
0: You know, both our intelligence community and our law enforcement community must be beside themselves right now because Donald Trump absolutely has information and evidence about how those documents that he stole and unlawfully concealed at Mar-a-Lago might have compromised national security. These are reporters. So Donald Trump has evidence how these documents that he stole... And unlawfully concealed might have compromised national security. Might have compromised national security. He didn't compromise national security. Clinton did, Obama did, and Biden. They compromised national security. We know that for a fact. And uh, Biden's still doing it with his open border. If that's the test, compromising national security, those three Democrat Presidents, in fact, did. In fact, he did. It's really quite incredible, isn't it, folks? Well, I don't want to stay on this forever. I do want to remind you, I will be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, if you care. We're not 100% sure what the subject is. Here's another example of threatening our national security. Applications for West Point, Annapolis, drop as recruiting woes hit service academics, excuse me, service academies, Washington Times. Even the elite aren't immune to the challenges posed by a pandemic and red hot job market. That's not what's going on, Mike Glenn. People see what's happening to the members of the military and they want nothing to do with it. They want to serve their country, they want to protect their country. They come from very patriotic families. They want to give their careers, their futures, their lives to the country. But they don't want to be abused and humiliated and treated to the radical left Marxist indoctrination. That's why the applications are down. Applicants to the incoming freshman classes at West Point and Annapolis were down sharply this year as the country's prestigious service academies struggle with the same recruiting crisis hobbling the rest of the U.S. military. The Air Force Academy said it received 8,300 applications for the class of 2026 compared to 11,600 for the class of 2025, a 28% decline. Officials blame decisions taken during the COVID pandemic as the main culprit. Well, the officials are lying through their teeth because maybe they're partly responsible. This is a big deal. This is a big problem. More potential cadets applied for the class of 2026 than the class of 2022. U.S. Naval Academy didn't respond to questions about the number of applicants for the class in 2026 but told the website, military.com, they'd seen a 20% decrease. Folks, these are big deal. These are officers. In all the services, this is a big deal. I mean, it wasn't long ago. What, five years ago? No more than 10 years ago. We had thousands more applicants because people wanted to serve in the military and they wanted to be in senior positions. They wanted to be officers. They wanted to be trained. They wanted to go through that process. And so you have the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the surrender, which was a complete and utter disaster. They do not believe that this phony commander-in-chief has their backs. They're being told by commanders and above that they will be now indoctrinated. They're going to learn. They're going to learn about Themselves as racists or victims. They're going to learn about pronouns. They're going to learn that men can be women and women can be men. They're going to learn that if they want to lose a penis or add one. That that'll be paid for by the United States military. They don't want anything to do with that. And I don't blame them. This entire ideology. Has spread everywhere. Everywhere. Wherever the government is, local, state, or federal, our classrooms, our universities and colleges, corporate boardrooms, is the government there? You better believe it's there. The military, the FBI, which for now will be called the phony Bureau of Investigation, Mr. Producer. I know it's a P. Who cares? I can't use the word I want to use, so uh, I'll use that. I'll use that. It's amazing. Folks, something happened to me the other day that I want to share with you. I'm thinking about this. It was a couple of days ago. Something very suspicious. I am not one for conspiracy theories in the least am I mr. producer we get information over the transom all the time what do I do with most of it I toss it I also don't believe I have to be the first one to report something all the time I want to be as accurate as possible but something happened which to me was quite remarkable and I want to share it with you when we come back I'll be right back
1: love in
0: In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, at t T-Mobile, they're takers they take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to PureTalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. So ladies and gentlemen, the other night I'm sitting there minding my own business, and I get a text, and then no name appears, it's just a phone number. My flight is tomorrow, and I will come to you. Believe that, Mr. Producer? So I wrote back, who is this? I'm really sorry I entered the wrong number I hope I don't bother you exclamation I said no problem whomever you are thank you I'm Diana may I know your name I said okay Mark nice name nice to meet you I'm from Hong Kong but now I live in Los Angeles and you I said, "Uh oh what's going on here? Then, I'm 37 years old, and you? I said, all right, I better block this. What do you make of that, Mr. Producer? So I'm thinking, this is a setup. Am I paranoid to think that? I've never received anything like this before. You know, you get sicko stuff in the email. Somebody has my number. They're texting me this information. They're from Hong Kong. All of a sudden, I'm flying. Tomorrow, I will come to you. I don't know what the hell they're talking about, who the hell this is. And obviously, this individual wants to get into a discussion with me. You wonder, right? So I'm thinking, is this a fang-fang situation? Or what is this? I mean, what is it? Four lines in, and I, I know her age, at least theoretically. And her name, and where she's from, and where she lives. Don't you find this weird? And the English in the text is kind of broken English? It's pretty good English, but it's kind of broken English, and I'm thinking to myself, Swalwell. Not that it's Swalwell, but swallow well because this is how the communist Chinese spy apparatus work seriously what do you think open your microphone I have never discussed this with anyone other than my wife what do you think of this very odd you think it's a open the open the mr call screeners very microphone odd. what do you guys think odd I don't get it. I think it was an attempt to set me up don't you it was I don't I don't get it at all. Are you on the mic or not? I am. Well, I've never gotten anything like this before. So I just thought it's weird. I'm 37 years old. How are you? So I just blocked the damn thing. I said, "Holy mackerel, what the hell is going on here?" My wife agrees with me. She agrees with me that it's uh, potentially some kind of setup very weird i think it's a fishing attempt i'm told the fishing attempt what's a fishing attempt to see if i'll bite mister Medusa. mister producer is silent he doesn't know what the hell to say anyway i thought i'd Scam. Well, I didn't get an email. I got a text. Somehow they got my phone number. So what's the scam? Hi, how are you? You're 37? Wow. Just, I just thought it was weird. I've never gotten one of those before. Maybe they're out there all over the place. I wouldn't know. But it was very, very weird you know we have these democrats one after another who denied the 2016 election who denied the 2004 election who denied the 2000 election they're all over the place they're all over the internet rnc put together a fantastic 10-minute montage of it governors senators presidential candidates biden the president all of them all of them talking about how oh, donald trump was elected by the russians Or how in 2004, the machines didn't work in Ohio. Democrats, including Obama. Or in 2000, how the Supreme Court selected the president. And now they tell us, if you don't accept the outcome of the 2020 election, as Bill Barr says, yeah, 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 it's the best election we ever had. We looked into it. (laughs) More pizza. Anyway, here's Whoopi Goldberg, cut 14 in response to... This. Go ahead.
1: You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results is extreme now, yeah. Why so
2: let's let's be really clear. That that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been. I have ridiculous? been. Well, you're asking me. You're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it well, was
1: ridiculous.
2: I was. I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. What we are talking about right now is, let's not forget, what happened on January 6, 2021. we saw. He didn't
0: ask you any of that mumble mouth. He asked you, you said it was illegitimate in 2020. We're not talking about January 6, your fall back position. You're talking about voting rights in 2018? voting rights in 2016 really where's all your evidence of all the votes denied there isn't any go ahead
2: Bob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus this facility no there
0: was, there's no evidence it was incited that's all propaganda and demagoguery from the January 6th committee and your party but go ahead
2: and it was an attack on our democracy let's not forget people died that day
0: no one person died that day was a protester who was murdered and goldberg says what
6: let's also remember that she was part of MoveOn.org. she was not an elected official That's right. she was oh,
0: okay and she's not an elected official now you moron God, how stupid do you have to be to be on The View? More like The Pew. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. This War on Cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now 800 630 1492, 800 630 1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Ever hear of a group called BlackRock? BlackRock is a hedge fund. That is, they take other people's money and they invest it for them. And by pulling together whole lots of money, they can invest it even better, the theory goes. It's the biggest hedge fund on the face of the earth. You know how much money it controls, Mr. Producer? $10 $10 trillion. Not one, not two, not five, $10 trillion. Now, the man who is the potentate of BlackRock, his last name is Fink. And he has been pushing, in my view, compelling. Those whose money he takes, and those whose money he invests in, this ESG, this radical left agenda, on all these corporations and these local and state governments. And so a number of Republican attorneys general have stood up to this, and governors, including our friend, Attorney General Mark Brnovich of Arizona, but he's not alone, there are others. This environmental, social, and governance factors, ESG, where they're imposing those radical ideological viewpoints on these various corporations and investors. And they have tremendous muscle because of the size of their portfolio. So some states are saying, you know what, Arizona, Texas, some of the others, we're taking our money out of BlackRock and we're not going to support BlackRock. And a matter of fact, it is not legal in our state any longer to impose that kind of ideology on our businesses because the object of investment is to maximize the investment, to maximize the funds, not to push the political agenda of a handful of left-wing radical morons who are in charge of $10 trillion. So Reuters says BlackRock is pushing back. Remember that name now, BlackRock. A BlackRock, Inc. executive said the top asset managers work with investment industry groups doesn't prevent it, from making independent decisions for clients looking to counter a growing line of attack from Republican U.S. politicians, writes Reuters. Delia Blass, BlackRock Senior Managing Director, in a letter sent late today, wrote that we do not coordinate our votes or investment decisions with external groups or organizations. You do impose your will, otherwise this would not be an issue. For instance, she wrote that when BlackRock joined the Climate Action 100+, an effort among big investors to engage companies on climate change, the firm made clear that it was not agreeing to trade shares or act in concert with other investors to acquire or take control of any company. I seem to have read, I think it was in the New York Post, that they did in fact compel ExxonMobil to choose one or two radicals to serve on its board if my memory is correct her letter was provided to Reuters by a BlackRock representative It was sent to Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich and a group of other state attorneys general who are among a growing number of Republicans criticizing Wall Street for incorporating ESG, environmental, social, and governance factors into investment decisions. Well, of course, because that has nothing to do with your investment decisions. It certainly shouldn't. The group had written to BlackRock CEO Lawrence Fink, AKA Rackfink, on August 4 to raise a host of concerns about the fund firm's treatment of energy companies. Among other things, the group wrote that BlackRock's actions appear to intentionally restrain and harm the competitiveness of energy markets. And in her reply, BlackRock's blast also reiterated past arguments that it does not boycott energy companies and said its participation in ESG initiatives is entirely consistent with our fiduciary obligations to clients. So on the one hand, it has nothing to do With any of it. And then on the other hand. It does. It's part of their fiduciary requirements. With an industry leading. Excuse me. 8.5 trillion under management. Not 10. Largely in passive funds. BlackRock. Has faced growing. This is Reuters of course. Right wing criticism. So if you're not all in. With the radical Marxist agenda. You're a right winger. Must be a fascist. Last month, Texas controller listed the firm as boycotting energy stocks, putting its business with public funds at risk. At the same time, BlackRock has faced pickets in its New York headquarters from so-called environmentalists who say it does too little to cut emissions at big fossil fuel companies it remains among top owners. You see, BlackRock should have said we don't get involved in this stuff one way or the other. First of all, they'll never satisfy the left. And secondly, they're now doing the bidding of the left. Regardless of their phony letter and their phony position. That's BlackRock. I would encourage Republican governors, Republican legislators, Republican senators. I don't believe in moderate Democrat leaders anymore. There is no such thing. To BDS BlackRock. Boycott, divest, and sanction. BlackRock. We cannot have an 8.5 trillion dollar company any more than we can have these big tech oligarchs, these big tech oligarchs, dictating what we think, dictating what we say, dictating how we behave. We're not even talking about billions now. We're talking about trillions. Trillions. And this is how they conquer the culture. This is how they take over the corporations. This is how these corporatists decide that they are going to conduct themselves when you have a behemoth like this, plus the government, pushing these agendas. If you are a Putinoid, you may not want to hear this. Again, I want to repeat, have you noticed the Putin supporters in this country... Relative handful, but nonetheless they are repugnant. You notice how when news comes out about Putin, about his regime, about these groups that he funds and supports, and they're horrific inhumanity. They're silent. I'll give you an example. This is Associated Depressed. This is the biggest news platform in the world, not even close to anybody else. The U.S. said yesterday it is evidence that hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian citizens have been interrogated, detained, and forcibly de- deported to Russia in a series of horrors overseen by officials from Russia's presidency. Did you see this on TV today? No, you did not. You didn't see it. And it's by Edith M. Letterer. Let me repeat hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian citizens have been interrogated, detained, and forcibly deported to Russia in a series of horrors overseen by officials from Russia's presidency. Russia immediately dismissed the allegation as fantasy, of course, calling it the latest invention in a Western disinformation campaign, which is, I'm sure, what the Putinoids, with their hemorrhoids, think. The charge came during a Security Council meeting called by Albania and the United States to discuss Russia's filtration operations. That involves Ukrainians voluntarily fleeing the war in their homeland, and those forcibly being moved to Russia, passing through a series of, quote, filtration points, unquote, where treatment allegedly ranges from interrogations, data collection, strip searches, to being yanked aside, tortured, sent to a detention center in Russia, and never seen again. AP wrote in July that nearly 2 million Ukrainian refugees have been sent to Russia. Many through forcible transfers. Two million. That's Stalin, that's Mao, that's Hitler. I don't want to hear ever again about poor Putin and the Russian regime. Poor Putin and the Russian regime. I'll be right back. Martin Lovin. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a gentleman, well, maybe not a gentleman. He's a good guy, Sid Rosenberg. Many of you may not have heard of him, but in New York and around New York, several hundred miles from New York, they have heard of Sid Rosenberg. He's the uh, one of the morning hosts on WABC in New York, but he's really, he's a fantastic radio host. He is hilarious. He's there with my buddy, Bernard McGurk, and... Uh, He's written a great book called "Sid Rosenberg, uh, Citizens United." S I D isins United. Normally, I wouldn't even talk about a book like this, but this book was so fantastic, Sid. I mean, it really, really is good. How are you?
5: I I am right now. The best point of my life. You have to understand, Mark, I'm doing all these shows, Fox News, Newsmax, all these personalities. And I said, there's one guy. I swear to God, if I can get a Mark Levin show, then I've done it. The great one himself. So you ask me how I am right now? Happiest I've ever been. Thank you for bringing me on tonight. Thank you.
0: Well, you're very, very, very kind. Tell people a little bit about your background. They're going to say, why is he on? And I'll explain in a minute because they're going to figure it out themselves. Go ahead.
5: Well, listen, I started in radio many, many years ago, and I was a sports talk radio guy, Mark, and worked at WFAN, the industry standard for sports. It was Ims, there was Mike and the Mad Dog, there was Sid Rosenberg, and I had some issues, some very, very public issues, drugs, alcohol, gambling, and others, and I blew it all away. It was all gone, Mark. It was all gone. I had to go down to Florida, take the first job given to me at the smallest stations in all of America, and stayed there for 11 years, begging and pleading New York PDs and managers to bring me back, sending tapes and doing fill-in shows. And then finally, in 2016, Craig Schwab and Chad Lopez at WABC in New York said, you know what, we're going to bring them back. I came back to do Middays with Bernard McGurk. That lasted about two years. Then Don Imus uh, retired. They kicked him out. And then, of course, he passed away, unfortunately. So we've been doing mornings ever since for four years. And right now, Mark Levin, your listeners should know, we've got the number one news talk radio show in New York. And for that to happen at WABC is a huge testament to guys like you and O'Reilly, John Katsimatidis, but specifically me and Bernie, because this patient was dead. There was no pulse. And now we're number one.
0: And you are number one, and you guys are great. And when I'm driving around, which is not often, in your neighborhood, meeting, you know, within 150 <laughs> or 200 miles, that's, it's got a tremendous uh, wattage uh, reach. You guys are great. You and Bernard McGurk, and people know Bernard. They know him from IMIS, yeah. they know him from TV, and so forth and so on. How long have you known Bernard?
5: Well, I started with Bernard on IMIS back in 2000. So we've been friends now, Mark, for 22 years. But the news on Bernard is not good. For folks who do know who he is and enjoy his work, he was on The Factor for many years, too. Tuesday nights with Craig Gutfeld. He's uh, very sick. He's got cancer. He has not worked now for a month with me in the mornings. He had pneumonia last week. He had an appendicitis attack, and his appendix burst actually a couple of weeks ago. So he's, um, at this point, he's very, very sick. Every radio show, Mark, every TV show that I do, every public appearance I make, I ask everybody to please say a prayer for Benard McGurk. It's gotten that bad, to be honest, Mark. So I haven't seen Bernie in uh, seven months. He hasn't worked now in about a month. So please, if you're out there listening and you know Bernie McGurk, like Mark Levin is saying, please say a prayer. He could use your prayers and love right about now.
0: You know, that's a punch in the gut. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a punch in the gut. I love Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. He's always yeah. been a very, very, very good guy to me and and so forth that's a real punch in the gut <clears throat> uh, anyway um your book is really quite fascinating here tell everybody why you got involved in this project and what's it about
5: well you know my my dad passed away two years ago mark and i was very very close with my father and years ago i became friendly with a guy named tim Rush. you remember tim and yeah. um when Tim's, yeah, of course when tim's father passed away he wrote a book called big Rush which he dedicated to the relationship between him and his father. So I wanted to do the same thing with me and my late father, Harvey. And I went to Simon & Schuster. I said, listen, I want to write a book like Tim did about me and my dad. And they said, wait a second, wait a second. You're Sid Rosenberg. You're number one in New York. On any given morning, you can go from Donald Trump to Eric Adams to Kathy Hochul to Joe Biden to Phil Sims to the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Why limit the book to just you and your father? I said, well, let me ask you this. What will the advance look like if, in fact, I do it your way? They gave me a number. Boom. Here's the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my father inspired me to write the book, Our Great Relationship, and God, I miss him to death. But the book has everything in there from politics to pop culture to sports and how I fell in love with a guy named Donald Trump, who I did not love back in 2015.
0: Well, tell us about that. You have a whole chapter on it, Chapter 7.
5: I do. I you know, so I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. I thought Trump had the most sophomoric, silliest campaign I've ever seen. to wore a hat. He's going to build a wall. You know, you got low-energy Mark Levin. You got uh, big-hand Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> and, I mean, this guy, it was a joke. It was like watching TV again. And I knew after Obama we needed somebody to really save us. And I said, he's not the guy. I didn't like Hillary Clinton either, don't get me wrong, but he's not the guy. But I'll tell you this, Mark. I'm adult enough to say this. It took me three months. That's it. Three months. And I said, wow, this guy's really good. And if not for that COVID nonsense at the end of 2000, his run in 2020, for three and a half years, this guy went on to become, in my opinion, the greatest one-term president ever and in my lifetime. And if God's good to me, I'll be 56 in April, along with Ronald Reagan, the best president I've ever seen. So I went from a guy that couldn't stand him, thought he was a joke to a guy now that says in my lifetime, one of the two best presidents ever.
0: I agree a hundred percent with that, <clears throat> but also you live in and around New York. You see what's happening to New York. You see what's happening. I mean, I remember when New York was so fantastic. You could walk the streets. Yeah. You had Giuliani in there. Now they're trying to put Giuliani in prison. Uh, Bloomberg, you know, he he fell off the roof, but nonetheless, when he was mayor, he was a good mayor and so forth. <laughs> now, now you look at what the hell's going on there. What's going on there, Sid? You have a whole it's chapter a on this too.
5: Well, I do. It's a mess. And I moved out of New York City. I moved to Queens about six months ago. We lived in Manhattan for six years. My wife Danielle, and my two children. Two years down by Wall Hold Street. Hold your thought.
0: Hold two your years. thought. I blew the clock here. I messed it up. Hold your thought. I want to get back to New York City. And uh, this is all very entertaining and uh, compelling to me. My buddy Sid Rosenberg. He's just terrific. We'll be right back. Vin at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEVIN. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details.
1: conservative and proud of it. Call the Mark Levin Show at 877 381 3811.
0: The book is Citizens United, S-I-D for Sid, I-Z-E-N-S, United. You can get it at Amazon.com, any major bookstore. But you can jump on Amazon now and grab it. It's also on all my platforms, Twitter and all the rest of it. And as you can tell, Sid Rosenberg is quintessential New York. And Sid, you really are. The way you grew up, the neighborhood you grew up in, who you grew up with, what happened in your life. You had all these obstacles you had all these issues you mentioned a few of them you overcame them now you have a wife and two kids and and you're leading the life you live on radio and and people really enjoy hearing you and being around you it's quintessential new york and of course you have the new york accent and um what do you say to people outside new york about what's going on inside new york
5: well, if I'm going to be honest, Mark, it's scary. I mean, thank you for the nice things you just said. I am quintessential in New York. I'm a Brooklyn boy. I left for 16 years. I went to Boca Raton, Florida. I'm the only guy that came back north when yeah, I was 50 exactly. years old because I am a New Yorker. <laughs> so I told him um, I the truth. You know, look, it seemed impossible, Mark that we'd have a worse mayor than Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio was, this ass, was the worst mayor in the history of politics. And believe it or not, we've got a guy now. He dresses very nicely. He says all the right things. He finds a way to appease both Democrats and Republicans, which makes him, in my opinion, even worse than de Blasio. And that's Eric Adams. Crime is skyrocketing. He's doing nothing about it. When he's asked to use some of Giuliani's tactics, he says, no, no, no. That was racist. I wanted David Dinkins city. David Dinkins? Are you high? Well, the answer is yes. David Dinkins, the city was a mess. So we've got a mayor who's completely in that, by the way, and a governor, believe it or not, in Kathy Hochul, who's more corrupt and dumber than Andrew Cuomo. So, our only hope is Mark that people vote Lee Zeldin, Republican, come November. If you vote Lee Zeldin in 2022, you're going to save New York. If you vote Donald Trump in 2024, you're going to save our country. If you don't, don't bitch and complain because the same issues we've got now—crime filth, homeless, taxes, they're just going to get worse. They're not going to go away. So vote Zeldin in 22, vote Trump in 24, and save our country and save our state.
0: And what you say applies everywhere, all over the country, because these problems are man-made. Because we know what a good city looks like. We know how good cities run. New York was a good city, was a clean city was a safe city probably one of the safest cities in america it was a thriving vigorous city till the democrats took hold of it by the throat and it's not just democrats these are radical hardcore crt uh, ultra left democrats like aoc and their ilk that are coming out of new york coming out of san francisco coming out of la and so forth let me ask you this question for america and so forth I know you're at WABC. How do you see the future of radio, generally?
5: I think now it's going to really do well. I mean, look, Mark, in the mornings, for example, right? So we're beating Boomer Esiason, who for folks that don't know is a big time NFL quarterback, big sports guy. He's at WFAN. And that station has done really well for years. Guess what? We're beating them. You know why, Mark? Because, yeah, the Mets are fun. Yeah, the Giants are fun. Yeah, the Jets are fun. But no one's going to live or die. We're at the point right now in this state, I don't want to be overdramatic, but I'm being honest, in this state, in this country, what me and Bernie talk about is what really matters. Now, look, I do my fair share of sports every morning. I cover pop culture. I'll talk about TV and movies. I'm a well-rounded guy like you are. But the truth is, if you want the truth about this city about this state, about this country, what direction we're heading, you got to listen to us because we're going to talk to people like Mark Levin and Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump, quite frankly. So at the end of the day, radio is going to thrive. It becomes more important, especially a station like ours, one of the very few places, if not the only radio place to get the absolute truth. Everyone else, as you know, they're lying all day, every channel, every radio station, they're lying. W.A.B.C., whether it's Bernie and Sid or Rudy or John Katsimatidis or Bill O'Reilly or Mark Levin, you get the truth. Radio, never been better.
0: You know, I'm in this slot six to nine where half the time I'm up against these sports teams, you know. Could be yeah. the Yankees, yeah. could be the Mets, could be hockey. Who the hell knows what's going on? But we still get a very significant audience. And, of course, without naming the other letters across the street, we crush them across the street
5: <laughs> we do we do and first of all look you're, you're you're legendary you're great i mean you really are you're just you're the smartest and most entertaining person i know you really are so that that's a testament to you but again you're telling the truth mark and even though in this city in this state we're outnumbered two to one maybe three to one by these evil democrats there are still millions and millions of people that think like us Rational, hardworking, good working, good good people, good Americans who need Mark Levin, who need Sid Rosenberg. They need us. So, yes, we're outnumbered in this state. That makes Zeldin's job very difficult. Maybe the next Republican mayor candidate, very difficult. But they can still win. Rudy won way back when. Mike Bloomberg yep. won. George Pataki won. And Mark yep. Levin and Sid Rosenberg, we win every day.
0: Tell me about wokeness in sports, because I agree with you 100%. It's so annoying
5: well it's more than annoying it's actually gross i mean you got a guy like lebron james mark he's making i mean the guy makes a billion dollars Mark, that's you make amazing. a nice living i mean a billion dollars he feels like a slave are you kidding me First of yeah, all that's no. disrespectful for the people who went through all that stuff right mark and secondly yes. no one has a life like this guy so these people have become so unlikable but let me tell you what's worse i'll tell you what's worse mark forget about lebron james he is what he is you know what's worse my white Jewish neighbors in upstate New York who put signs on their lawn that say Roe versus Wade and cross it out. Donald Wait a minute. Away up there
0: where all the Orthodox go. Yes. These are, yes, these are I'm Jewish. Shocked. I mean, let's, well, Yes,
5: so LeBron James, look, he he thinks he's bigger than he is. He's going to be there for the oppressed. He's there for the African-American people. He's full of it. He's gross. He's a liar. But I understand where he's coming from. It's the pandering, virtue-signaling white people who follow him, who do the same thing. Those are the people I've got no patience for. None. And those are the people that run the corporations, Pepsi. Those are the people that run the leagues, Roger Goodell. Those are the people making big decisions big money, and they're not the African-American players inside the league.
0: But there is, you know, there's us. And by the way, you're close. I think you're close to our friends, the Freelings up there in New York, right?
5: Yes. Very, very close. Yes.
0: Very, very close. Aren't they good people?
5: Very good people, of course. Of course, they're your
0: friends. How can they be bad people? (laughs) They're our dear, dear, dear friends. The book is called... Citizens United, S-I-D dash United. You know, I'm from Philadelphia and believe it or not, Philadelphia is very similar to New York. You know, it's an ethnic city, well, Italians, uh, Irish, Jews, kind of, all the rest. It, yeah, and I miss it. I, I don't miss the crime, don't get me wrong. But I miss the neighborhoods, I miss the ethnicity, I miss the del- delicatessens or the Italian restaurants or that sort of thing, I, I miss the heritage. You know, when you're in Virginia or Florida or so, and I love those states, don't get me wrong. But but there is something, there's something special about it. And people, you know, people with all heritages from all over the country understand what I'm talking about. When you were in Florida, even though you were in Boca Raton, which is sort of a little bit New York, didn't you miss all that culture?
5: I missed it badly. That's why I came back. Like I said, most people my age, Mark, are going south. I came north. I missed everything you're talking about. I missed a corned beef sandwich in New York City. I missed a cold wind at Giant Stadium on a a November day, even the cold wind at City Field on an April day. I missed the way people talk up here. But what's the problem? All these great cities with this great tradition, your city, Philadelphia, my city, New York, Chicago. Mark, how great is Chicago? They're ruined. All these cities are ruined. And what do they have in common? Democrat leadership. Look, I was a Jewish kid from Brooklyn. I was a Democrat. I was. I liked Bill Clinton. I'm not going to lie. I liked the guy. Things went bad that second term. I get it. But I liked him. I have gotten to the point. You can't mention a Democrat's name without me getting furious. And why is that? Mm -hmm. Because all of these great cities like you're talking about, they've all been ruined by Democrat leadership. Folks, come on. It's right in front of you. Nothing hard to figure out. Stop voting Democrat. Save our great cities. Save our country. Vote Republican.
0: Folks, I think you're going to love this book. It's a different kind of book. It's not all fact, fact, fact. It is, it is a fascinating book uh, from Citizens United, S-I-D-I-Z-E-N-S, United, Amazon.com. It's available right now. It's on all of my social platforms, Twitter, Mark Levin Show. You can get it anywhere in the country uh, and get it shipped to you and uh i'll tell you what if you can listen to sid and bernie or the Sin and bernie show or the bernie and sid show whatever you want to call it on new york you can hear it streamed so think about that too just get a flavor for it all right my brother thank you you're terrific i really i really love oh, you and perfect. love you guys you're just great I
5: mean- You're thanking me. Let me thank you. This was one of the real thrills, and I've done everything. I'm in movies now. I'm in TV. I do This is one of the real thrills of my career. I look up to you. You're amazing. Your show is amazing. Bernie loves you. I love you. Long live the great Mark Levin. You really are the great one. I love you. Thank you.
0: I should have you on every day. Well, Sid, same to you, my brother. (laughs) Take care of yourself, man. Take care, pal. All right. All right. Be well. And Google him. You're going to see a really fascinating man. And Sid Rosenberg. I just I adore these guys. And I'm very upset about Bernie being sick like this. So I will buzz him tomorrow. I'll be right back. Much love, Ben. For the life of me, I don't know what Zelensky and the Ukrainians and the Ukrainian government has to do with Biden. And his tactics and the tactics of the Democrat Party what is Zelensky supposed to do mr. producer surrender to Putin surrender to the Russians say take the country take our people rape our women murder our men what is Zelensky in Ukraine what are they supposed to do I don't understand now put yourselves in his shoes Of course you'd be going to the Europeans, the NATO countries. You'd be going to the United States for equipment. Because it was the United States and Britain and Russia that convinced the Ukrainians to give up their nuclear weapons. And in return, the promise was that those three countries would protect, recognize and protect Ukraine's sovereignty. Well, one of those countries has invaded it. Unprovoked ukraine is not a threat to russia ukraine did invent russia invade them so what is it exactly that the ukrainians are supposed to do surrender this constant beating on ukraine by the putinoids and their hemorrhoids and trying to link trying to link them through a ridiculous arguments with the democrats with biden With endless wars and so forth and so on. We're not involved in an endless war with Ukraine. It's Russia that believes in endless wars. It's Putin who believes in endless wars. Read what he said last summer. Those are Russian tanks that poured into Ukraine. Those are Russian missiles being fired into Ukraine. Ukrainian missiles and tanks aren't pouring into Russia. They're trying to defend their territory and take back what was taken. Those aren't Russian citizens being forced into Ukraine by the millions. Two million, for God's sakes. Those are two million Ukrainians who've been forced into Russian labor camps. How do people get this upside down, inside out and backwards? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Ukraine isn't pointing nuclear missiles at the United States. Putin is. It's not Ukraine that's failing to send wheat and energy to the rest of the world. Putin is preventing them. It's Putin who's using energy against the Europeans. It's Putin who's aligned himself with our greatest enemy, Communist China. It's Putin and China that have put at least five bases now in Antarctica. And by the way, did you read the story that China is negotiating with Nicaragua to put a base in Nicaragua? Did you read this, Mr. Medusa? In Nicaragua, where are the headlines? Where are the headlines? No, no, it's Donald Trump in his papers. You see, that's the greatest. Donald Trump in his papers. Donald Trump. It's the semi-fascists. It's the wholly illiterate moron Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, um, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers. The men and women in Ukraine and Taiwan. And a special shout-out to my buddy Bernie. We all pray for you, brother. I'll see you on Hannity in a half hour. God bless.